Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey everybody, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. And thank you so much for your time that you're giving us right now by pressing play on the Holderness Family Podcast. <laughs> we, we are giving you a lot of energy today. Well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty energized by the interview that we just had, right? That you're about to listen to. Yeah. So Carlos Whitaker is going to be joining us today. He has a new book coming out. If you're listening on the day that comes out, it's already out. It's called How to Human. And we're going to talk about it. But before we get to that, I will say as a little teaser... The words of Carlos Whitaker have cracked open my icy heart. <laughs> you all. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Kim is a wonderful person. She Sometimes. is. She's got a great heart. Sometimes. There is, there is one, and I, you'll hear me defend you on this. There is one lane that it is difficult for her to stay in, which is understanding, loving, forgiving, and abiding with people with whom she has fundamental disagreements ideologically about the world. Right. Did I get that right? Correct. So I, my, my icy heart has been cracked open and I, I'm, I'm going to be making a change. Well, like as another teaser, you really do feel, and, and it's, it's funny cause I've never really known how to have the language to try to help you with that. And you've, you've asked for help. You've admitted all of these things. These aren't, it's a great problem. Kim is so good. She always admits what her shortcomings are better than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. And she'll say like, I'm having a tough time with this person because they see differently from me. I realize that this may not be entirely yeah. logical. And you say that out loud, but Carlos really did have like some really, first of all, positive ways to think about it. And then some stories. Yeah. Good storyteller. He's a good storyteller. Um, before we get to Carlos and introduce you to Carlos, I, um, Jen from Illinois did leave us a voicemail wanting to know how our kind of holiday contract worked out. Oh, yeah. How did that end up working out? What do you think? I think it was great. If we you did go back to episode blurg i should have known that oh that uh, was the blurg episode that was a good was one the blurg episode yeah. we talked about our um holiday marriage contract and how we were going to help and, and anticipate needs um over the holidays and i mean we didn't fight 
We didn't. I have to say, this goes back to our the chapter in our book called Secret Contracts. Those are the roles that you you take on without even a conversation, and um, in your marriage, and they work until they don't. And every, every in December, every single year of our marriage has been some big, massive blow blow up because we've not seen, we've not realized what he, each other needed. And this year, we went through the process of writing down what, what each other needed. And you know what my favorite part about all of it was mm. as we were doing it, just because we had written the contract and we had the language, like I'd be upstairs wrapping presents, which was part of it. Cause you like, you felt like you were doing the lion's share of elf work mm-hmm. and I was getting equal. The in kids some- were opening presents. You're like, huh, where'd you get there? Oh, Thanks daddy. Cool. I love you, honey. <laughs> But as I was wrapping it, first of all, I, I will say I felt more involved this year and that gave me more joy on Christmas morning. Yeah. But also we were like, for my part and also for your part, when you were like giving me some more time to kind of go out and do my own thing, we would just yell across the room like, I'm anticipating your needs, honey. Like yeah. just yelling, I'm anticipating your needs to the point that our kids are like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. Anyway, so it worked well. So I feel like having those check-ins, maybe even seasonally, um, it's good and something we're going to put into practice. Do we need a winter madness contract also for you, babe? Y'all, this seasonal affective disorder I know. is banging. Um, but it's anyway. It's actually really nice out right now. I know, but I'm like, there's no leaves in the trees. Anyway, <laughs> let's get to our guest. Carlos Whitaker is an author, speaker, and storyteller who is bringing hope to humans all over the world. His superpower is creating spaces online and in person where people feel safe to engage in a genuine dialogue and be themselves. In a world determined to stand on issues, Carlos walks with people. He and his wife, Heather, live in Nashville, Tennessee with their three children, where you can find them working on the family farm, planning trips around the world, and dancing to single ladies. His new book, How to Human, Three Ways to Share Life Beyond What Distracts, Divides, and Disconnects Us, is out now. Welcome to the show, Carlos. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This oh is my fun. Gosh. We're glad you're here. And we've got some very, we're, we're going to get into some deep stuff, but I want to start with this question because I know, I know, I feel like I know you from following you. It is now sure. mid January. Are your inflatables still in your yard? I sadly took them down six days ago. Okay, but that's uh, good. Like you made it, you made run. it. Yeah. And, and I, I had written the word joy in twinkly lights on my roof. So anyone that comes over the hill sees it, that is still there. FYI. Okay. Leave it. So. That feels like a year round message. I mean, uh, you know, I, I asked my wife, can I just leave that up all year? Who doesn't want to feel that? And my neighbor across the street, her name is Joy. So she just feels like I'm the best. <laughs> she thinks Aww. it's for her. Just, uh, just to let people know. Um, so we discovered that he has like this like Clark Griswold way about him that's very similar to someone else on this podcast where I mean he likes to go all out for Christmas time and so that all was out. one of the ways that we got to know each other. Yes, all, all out like like I I am the guy that begins now the, the inflatables are step 1. I kind of go all Clark Griswold but I begin putting my inflatables up um I pull them out October 31st on Halloween and then November 1st, bam, it is game time and they, they go up. That's you. So you have, you have an STD. That's what we made a video. It's it's the skipping Thanksgiving disorder. Yes, I I am 100%. I've got the STD and I don't want, I don't want a cure. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a scorching case. Scorching case. Got it. STD. Okay. That's why you're my people. Okay. First of all, congratulations yes. on the release of this book. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, I, I read it. It's great. 
as we just said, it's called How to Human. Why do you think we all needed this book right now? I feel like we need the book. Everybody needs the book because whether you want to admit it or not, 2020 till now has knocked us all off, of course, maybe 1%, some people, maybe 5%, some others, but we've all been kind of through global collective trauma. And I think that has, we've forgotten how to human as a verb, right? Like how, how do we do this? And so I, I want to write a book for such a time as this, uh, to just remind everybody that, you know what, maybe we could do this a little bit better if we put some intention, uh, behind it, you know, instead of just kind of like letting our feelings be the things that lead us, uh, why don't we take charge of those things? And I think maybe we can course correct a few things. So I just feel like, you know, right now in the midst of all of us are like, what did, what just happened? And it's not like it's not slowing down. We got a lot of divisive things that are coming our ways in the next few years. Um, I just felt like, Hey, let's, let's give ourselves a manual with some handlebars that maybe we can steady ourselves and maybe just fix that 1% shift. When you say 2020, I mean, there are a lot of things that happen. Are you talking more specifically about COVID or more about the black lives matter movement? Yeah. I mean, we can go COVID. We can go. I mean, 2020 gave us a uh, a pandemic. We were all pandemic rookies. Like there's not one person that was like, hey, yeah, I'm a veteran at this. No, every single human on planet Earth went through that for the first time together. Uh, and then leading into Black Lives Matter, leading into uh, just racial unrest and mm-hmm. everything we saw there, leading into a presidential election that made everyone hate their own family members. <laughs> it just was like, it just was so much. And so 2020 has kind of become a cuss word, right? Like it's like you say it and people are like, oh, like, oh, yeah. you know, and and it literally elicits a response. So yes, 2020 was the beginning of that. And I think most people were like, well, 2021 will just fix it. Uh, and it just didn't. And it's like, huh, maybe we've got to do some work then instead of just expecting a new year to fix it. Maybe we've got to fix it ourselves. More on this after these words. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. You say 
I don't stand with issues. I walk with people. Yeah. So as we're talking about 2020 and people hating family members and things like that, how do you reconcile when people are on the opposite side uh-huh. of something you feel passionate about? How yeah. is it, how exactly are you walking with those people? Because I need some coaching. I will. Say. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. No, I, I get it. I get it. So, okay. So when people ask me, this is a phrase that I, one of my friends in North Carolina told me one day, maybe like seven years ago, when I asked him where, where he stood on an issue, I you know, wanted to know like, Hey, where do you stand on this issue? And he looked at me and he goes, Oh, I don't, I actually don't stand on issues. I walk with people. And I was like, Whoa, what, what does that mean? I, I like that. But like, Practically speaking, what does that mean? So me, you know, as, as someone that has a platform and I talk to the camera for a living, people are constantly asking me, Carlos, where do you stand on this issue? Where do you stand on this issue? And I've learned how to adapt that phrase. I don't stand on issues. I walk with people um, to my life. And so let me let me just unpack it for a second. Just because I don't stand on issues and I walk with people doesn't mean that I don't believe that there's very important things um, within issues, right? It's not like I don't have opinions on these issues. It's not like I don't uh, like believe whole, like wholeheartedly. And I'm very loud about those issues that I believe in. But here's the difference. The difference is I don't view an issue as a as just an issue. It's an actual human. It's a person. Every issue affects a human. So what I try to do, um, and it's difficult. This is a lot. Listen, it sounds like a bumper sticker. It sounds like a t-shirt. People are always like, I want to put that on a t-shirt. Can you put, don't stand on a t-shirt? I was like, you don't want to wear this t-shirt because to live it out, you literally have to like swallow your own pride, have empathy and curiosity be the thing that, that rises up. And you have to go past your opinion on an issue to the person. So this is what that looks like. If I don't stand on issues, I walk with people. Great example. I've got one of my best friends on planet earth. We vehemently disagree um, on a lot of things that we didn't know we disagreed on until 2020. Thank you, 2020. Now I know what everybody thinks. Right. And so suddenly our relationship began to fracture and we stopped hanging out. I looked on Instagram one day and I was like, this is my best friend since I was 18. He's not following me on Instagram anymore. Like third grade feelings are hurt right now. And I'm like, what is happening? So I was like, how do I do this? So I said, okay, this is this is what it looks like. We still are going to disagree. Walking with people doesn't mean trying to convince them of your thing, but but if our relationship started and had nothing to do with all of these things that it ended with, like, like what something's not right here. So I invited him over for dinner and I said, Hey, listen, I, I know that there's, there's tension here. So this is what I want to do. I want to find something that we can both root for together. And so we're like, okay, because just because we disagree on political issues doesn't mean we don't, we can't find common ground. So we bought season tickets to Nashville SC soccer team. And so right next to each other. So guess what we had? This is a crazy. Every Saturday, we show up at Geodis Park Stadium wearing the same color, screaming for the same team, high-fiving each other when we score. And do you know what that's done? That has healed so much of our relationship. And the goal of the relationship isn't to convince each other that the other person's wrong or that we're right. It's just to be human together and to walk together. So th- that's all I'm saying. Like we've got to learn that we can vehemently disagree with somebody else while not just standing them, but like actually like having a healthy, wholesome relationship with these people. And I know it's hard and I know there's going to be, you know, um, little things here and there that, that can't work, right? There's some dehumanizing people that maybe it's not good for your mental health. You got to take things as they come, but understand this, just because you're turning your face towards somebody and your heart towards somebody does not mean you're turning your back on your convictions. You can still be convicted about things, 
while loving people that don't agree with you. And it's hard to live that out, uh, but it's possible because I'm doing it every single day. I think that is de- it's definitely a cornerstone of this book, obviously, about how we need to yeah. come together because there are so many relationships in my life that are fractured because yeah. of of differing beliefs and started yeah. back, you know, 2016. Again, to, to your point, I have people who I went to high school and college with and I, we had entire relationships and I never knew how they voted or cared about things. Exactly. And, and all of a sudden that becomes very important. So I will say Penn does a much better job. <laughs> he has more people in his life that have varying views yeah. because mm-hmm. they have, he's, it, it, he loves team sports. So he plays tennis, yes. he plays What's the frisbee thing you play now? Ultimate. He plays ultimate. Yeah. Oh, you play ultimate frisbee. He, so he, I love that. but he gets in these situations where there is that common goal. There's that common. So I yes. just need in my life to figure out what's how uh-huh. I can come together. And it does feel a little bit like I I am very stubborn, and I want yeah. I'm gonna be like you go first. You 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 make the first phone and, call, and, and, and I know that's not yeah. how it's supposed to work. I've experienced all of this, and I wanna I wanna first of all. Yes, I am a little bit more golden retrievery with people and it it probably will get me in trouble at some point um, when I'll just realize, oh, wait, this is a really bad person that I've become really close friends with. <laughs> right. But I do try to see the the bright side of people. It's so funny. There, there, there was like the owner of the Cincinnati Reds who was like, Hitler was good. He built some good roads. Like, I don't quite. It sounds a little bit like that. It, that's what are... she hears when I'm talking. It's not. I'm not saying yeah. that. However, to defend Kim. She yeah. has another thing that she has to deal with that I don't. And that is like real anxiety that yeah. comes from hearing the views of her friends. Sure, and so sure. mental health is an issue when it comes to this. So she has Absolutely. had to, for her men- for mental health purposes, take some breaks from these relationships. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's very, it's very important, you know, to, again, like I said, there's going to be caveats. There's going to be, you know, Carlos is not going to, as a black man living in Nashville, Tennessee, um, go to the Reddit forums, find out where the next KKK rally is, show up and give a big group hug to everyone going like, hey, guys, I'm here to walk with you. Let's go. I spent the afternoon with Earl. That's that's not good for my mental health or probably my physical physical health. health, So 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 there's going to be things we've got to do to protect ourselves. But uh, there's a big the big but. But that doesn't mean that there's not people that you can walk with that aren't going to be bad for your mental health and maybe are going to, you know, help those things as well. And so, you know, it is um, a real quick story. 30 seconds. Uh, yeah. You know, again, there's a there's a, there's a there's a guy that I follow on Twitter that's completely on the opposite side of all my views. Right. And I follow him because I learn about what the opposing views are. And so I I see it, But he's like a super mean dude, like just mean, like he's just mm. he's kind of like paid to be mean like that's what he is well him and his family had just moved to nashville and i was like i can't believe this mean dude lives in nashville and i was horrible my wife and i are having sushi one night and i see him (gasps) mean dude this guy's got millions of followers he doesn't know who i am but heather's like why are you freaking out i was like oh my gosh that's mean dude like he's professionally mean like i disagree with everything that he does but like i can't believe i'm seeing him you're starstruck (laughs) i'm starstruck you know yes i'm very starstruck and heather goes oh well you should go pay for his meal and I was like, oh, um, yes, excuse me. No, 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 no. This guy, this guy is saying things, Penn, like, like you just said, like saying things that that I am like not only vehemently disagree, but he is dehumanizing people. She's like, 
okay, listen, Mr. Stand on Issues, or don't stand on issues, walk with people. I need you to walk over to that person and pay for his meal. So I walked over to him, and this is what I said. I said, hey, um, you don't know me. My name's Carlos. I follow you on Twitter. And immediately he like kind of lights up and his wife lights up there together. And I was like, hey, listen, I just need to know, like, like, I don't agree with anything really that you say. Uh, and suddenly, like, there was a, a shift in the atmosphere. Yeah. Right? yeah. And now he's thinking I'm going to accost him. Right. And he's like, so he kind of and his wife's kind of starting to giggle. And I was like, but I actually like I learned a lot from you. And so, like, you're really a good teacher. Like, like you, you know, and I just want to say welcome to town. I know you just moved here. Anyway, just welcome to town. My name is Carlos and just wanted somebody to greet you. I don't know if you've been officially greeted. Welcome to Nashville. Hopefully you enjoy your time. So I leave. I tell the server, hey, I want to pay for the guy's meal, but don't tell him till I leave. So I leave. Later that night on Twitter, the meanest guy on planet Earth that I, have, that, that I know, suddenly I'm starting to get text messages with screenshots of his tweet. And he tweets out, so I was at dinner tonight and this super blankety blank voting, um, you know, dude walks up to me, tells me he doesn't agree with anything that I, that I believe, but then he paid for my meal and I, me and my wife are literally shocked and blown away at his kindness. And so whoever this Carlos guy is, I don't know who you are. Just thank you. Thank you for showing me that there's people that can disagree with me and not hate me. And I, I, I tell that story because like that paying for that guy's meal opens something up in his heart. Like literally like that was the nicest thing he tweeted in four years. Like, and <laughs> yeah. everyone's making fun yeah. of him on Twitter going like, dude, why are you being sappy right now? This is ridiculous. Like, uh, yeah. but it, it just goes to show that it doesn't take a lot to open somebody's heart. And so maybe walking with people is simply doing that. We, we don't have a relationship. We're not like best friends now, but it was a moment that hopefully shifted something inside of him. Uh, I would hate it when people yeah. give good advice I, I, and they're right <laughs> and I have to change my mind about things. Wouldn't you wouldn't you argue, Kim, that those types of conversations and interactions, they may be harder, but you learn more from those interactions than you do talking to someone who agrees with you completely. A, a and you make and you change more. No, and when, I, I'm with Carl so what happened, I also I, I'm not on Twitter much. But I do purposely, same thing, I follow yep. that because I do want to be educated. And I, I'm a former journalist. I don't believe everything coming out of like the, the party sure. I voted for. So I yes. do try to stay open-minded on this. Okay. Yeah. I, I love this advice. Now, um, you, you recently had some advice on, in your podcast community and you talked about small daily changes how they affect your perspective on life. And, and you recently talked about the one degree analogy. Yeah. So could you kind of explain that for our listeners here today? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So again, one degree, like, like, like my dad, my dad used to tell me all the time. It was just so annoying, but now I get it right. When I was growing up in high school, he's like, Carlitos, if a ship is off one degree and it goes 10 miles, Nobody is going to know it's going the wrong direction. But after 960 miles, it will be 15 miles off. And that one degree, Carlitos, if you can just fix it, it, you don't even know you're going the wrong direction. And so I think for so many of us, like, we don't know. We, we think like, I mean, okay, like big deal. Like, yeah, 2020 knocked me off a little bit, but I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, like, if we don't grab a hold of this, everybody collectively it is going to continue over the years and decades to veer off to a point where 
you know, I, I, I actually am frightened that if we don't do this human thing right on purpose and just, again, it's just one freaking degree. Mm-hmm. But if you don't course correct it in 10 years, I think we're going to be, you know, a hundred miles off. And, and if we can fix it now, you know, I, I look back at like, like Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan. And I, I just think to myself, like they, they were like complete, like vehemently opposing views and literally ended up best friends right yeah. you got bill clinton and um and george george w. Bush. Bush. yeah george w's children call bill uncle bill right yeah. and so like it's like it's we're not that far removed from that being an actual possibility i just think that to be honest with you these these devices in our hands twitter all the things i just think that another human piece is we know too much like i don't mm-hmm. think we were actually created as humans to consume the amount of content that we consume and know what we know, right? Like, I think you'd think 200 years ago, you knew the story of your family, maybe the people at your, you know, fellowship, uh, the butcher's problem down the street, the baker's problem. And that's about all we had the capacity to know. And now we know what's happening all over the world, 24 hours a day. And I just think we weren't created to know that. And if so you, maybe even yeah. less than, yeah. if you don't know, you can find out in three seconds. That's, Absolutely. That's the other you know? part of it. I the, the, I love the 1% metaphor. I'm going to give you, by the way, because I'm ADHDing out a little bit here, um, yeah. a, another story you can tell if you're presenting that. Um, yeah. NASA has developed this like thing the size of like a refrigerator that can run into a comet like three years before it hits He's Earth space and knock it off like one hundredth of a degree, and that'll wow. save the planet. See? See, they're, they're, I mean, yeah. I'm now taking the ship thing to a whole new level yes. like you're taking my my ted talk up yeah. like that yep. is so true it's like, look up nasa's dart mission it's like the it's okay. it, it's the way to to avoid disaster a long way like more of like a positive way to think about it right 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 um so what is the one percent so, so what is something yeah today oh, i yeah. could do to kind of right the ship you know in that one percent i mean th- there it is you know kim i you know it's again i i can because I get to see your your eyes right now. I can see it every time we're talking about this. You're just like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. But like, like, it's not going to feel great to do that. But I just think that um, 1% today, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about for me, like like 1% is looking at, at whatever bias I may have towards somebody, right? Like we all have biases. Every single person yeah, has a bias. Of course. And curiosity will i think be the thing that that fixes our one percent because if we if we can just be curious about somebody and everybody's viewpoints are actually based in a bias that was formed through an actual real life event or circumstance right so like nobody just comes to you know an opinion just because they feel like it no something has happened they've seen something so curiosity always leads me to the heart and the heart is either wounded or something is there. And that is actually behind some of the um, the behaviors that are driving me crazy by these people that disagree with me. Mm -hmm. Because there's actually, if I'm curious enough, I can get past the opinion to the heart. And now we're talking about heart stuff. We're no longer talking about issue stuff. Mm -hmm. And gosh, I just think when you get to the heart piece, and that's what's happened over my um, year and a half of being a Nashville soccer club season ticket holder with my best friend, guess what I've done? I've gotten past the his tweets that drive me freaking crazy and to his heart. And when you get to the heart, that's going to adjust us by 1%. And that's really all I'm trying to get us to do, you know? So yeah, look on your phone. Who, who is it? Um, Send somebody. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a deep conversation. Send somebody that drives you crazy. 
don't know, like a, a $20 Starbucks gift card. And that's it with no like strings attached. Just say, hey, just thinking about you and you send it. And I promise you that right there is going to shift something in both of your hearts. Really simple stuff. It's not super complicated. That's a that's a great segue to just talking about some of the charity that you've done through your Insta Familia, um, which I, most recently, I mean, if you haven't seen what he does, he he starts a movement. It's a it seems like a micro movement because he's asking for small donations, but it because of the size of his following expands into like life changing moments. Do you want to maybe talk about how that has helped with that 1% and also, oh, yeah. and, and maybe just give people the story about waffle house, which just happened. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, um, so, so again, overarching theme, right? I've got this Instagram, you know, community, I call the Insta familia and we, uh, come together you know, it, it's not like our shtick. It's not like the thing that we do, but we do it a lot. We do it like four or five times a year. And we come together and I, I have a big bucket and I ask everyone to donate, you know, $3, whatever's in their Venmo. And inevitably it, it grows to like a, this last time, $145,000 in 24 hours. And so there it is sitting. And then, and then we find a way to root for something together. Again, I'm telling you, this is the key. And I find a story. And guess what? People on the left and people on the right, people on the up and the down, people that are gay, people that are straight, everybody comes together and nobody wants to know any details about the people besides we're going to root for this together and we 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 give. And so um, that's a little bit about what it looks like. And this last little moment that I'm literally fresh off of, I just left Waffle House about an hour before I got here to give the last... Um, Twenty thousand or fifteen thousand dollars to the Waffle House cook, but so this morning, oh, so a couple of days ago, on MLK Junior Day, I'm like, hey, I mean, he had a dream. Like, what a great <laughs> week to like make some dreams come true. So let's go do it. And um, I went to, I started kind of driving around the city, like trying to feel like where am I supposed to go? Went into Walmart first, uh, and I found two people and I asked them what their dream were was. And one lady's like, my dream, my lifelong dream is just to fly to Amsterdam with my kids. Aww. And she's like stocking shelves at Walmart. And I was like, man, that's an awesome dream. And then I walked outside and there was a, a young man pushing the shopping carts and asked him, hey, what's your dream? He's like, uh, just to get out of here. And I was like, okay, well, but like, let's put some legs on that. Like, what do you want to do if you get out of here? He's like. I want to be a graphic designer. And I was like, check. So then I went to Waffle House across the street and I asked every single person working what their dream was. They all start telling me their dream. And then I get on my phone. This is what I do. And I say, hey, Insta Familia, here are the dreams. Here's the bucket. It's called Venmo. Let's dump it in. And then let me go surprise them tomorrow. People dump it in. 145, actually now it's $146,000 in Venmo and PayPal in 24 hours. I got to be freaking Santa Claus and I show back up and this is, this is the reel that I have up on, on my Instagram right now. And I show up and I say, Hey, you know, I asked you what your dream was. And these waffle house waitresses, it's awesome. Cause they're just like a, like a freaking gang. Right. And they yeah. all kind of are coming around me. I was like, which one of you has Venmo? I got Venmo. I was like, open up your Venmo. And you know, I think that, and this is the difference. Yeah. There's, there's people that do this kind of stuff and they'll give, um, you know, I feel like sometimes people give money to these social media things for clicks and for views right, right, right. and you know, it's it's almost like inspirational i don't know like, like it's just inspiration porn yeah <laughs> yes okay, i didn't want to say it but yeah. but, but, yeah. but you're but safe here say, yeah. okay and so i i don't ever want to be that like mm -hmm. i actually you know, i want this to be a relationship that lasts and so i'm like i'm coming in this waffle plus all the time open up your venmo she opens it up and i said watch this and i and i clicked 
And I sent her ten thousand dollars. Oh my! Ten thousand dollars, not a hundred dollars, not a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. And the moment when she sees it, and then the other waitresses see it, yeah, she covers her mouth, and she's yeah. It's almost like she couldn't breathe. It was crazy. She couldn't breathe. Yeah. It was it was life changing, and so to be able to do that, and to be able to give people that vehemently disagree on a lot of issues something to root for together and come together. We we literally when I went to Walmart. You know, I, I told her, hey, I'm giving you $20,000. Um, she she didn't know what to do. And she's, you know, the text messages, these are the stories that I'm getting from these people now. I mean, they, it takes them 24 hours to process it. And they're like, I just paid off my car. I just, you know, um, moved three of the Waffle House waitresses live in hotels. And all three of them put a down payment on either an apartment or um, or to, to rent a home. Um, and they're, they're moving out of their hotels this week. Because it's something uh, wow. tangible yeah. that has happened. Yeah. So again, that's what the Insta Familia does. That's you know, generosity. I think is something else. Yeah, Pen that can shift us. You know, if we're generous together, I think that's another one percent thing. You're like a goodness gang. You're like yeah, the goodness gang. <laughs> yeah, that's that has yeah, that's got some serious street cred. The name goodness gang. Goodness gang. Yeah, that's um, it. I, I think you just leveled up the Insta Familia. Uh, Hang, we almost got musical there. You've got oh, a musical background. I do. I do. That's why I'm in Nashville. I signed a record deal with Sony Provident in 2010. And yeah, I put out a couple records. It's funny because now people have no idea. The fact that you even know that is funny because nobody knows that, you know, and I've got a small spattering of people that were around back then that still are like, Carlos, I started following you when you were like a musician. And uh, once if somebody Googles me, they see like, they'll see a photo of me on the cover of my CD with like a deep V-neck and some like pearls and like, and like a goatee, very 2009 Carlos. And they're like, what is this? Who is this person? Um, and uh, I'm like, yeah, that that's what I used to do. And so yeah, I mean, every once in a while I, I get an itch and maybe I'll, you know, pull out the guitar upstairs with the kids and chop it up a little bit. And so you, you do speak and I, I feel like I've seen you on Instagram perform at churches. Like you're still singing. Uh, yeah. So you're still doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I mean, I'll, I probably spend now the maybe 80% of my time, like in, in the corporate space, you know, speaking there, but, it, but still, you know, I got 20% of my time. I'm still preacher. Carlos will come out. And then if the band is up there at the end of my talk, at the end of my sermon, and I'm like, turn around, I'm like, see. And I just get the keys, got to go and see there. And then I'm like, listen, I will, I will throw down some 2010 worship, and and we just go at it. So yeah, I have a, I have a good time. So you're because you do spend 20 percent of your time do, doing, you know, you know, preaching the good word. How yeah. do you balance your audience? Knowing that, I mean, a lot of Christianity has been weaponized. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Like, how do you have those conversations? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I have kind of become the, uh, the if I could send you a screenshot of the, I'm, I'm going to guess 5,000 DMs I've gotten from people saying, you are the last Christian that I follow. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like it, it is, it is very evident to me that I am carrying an extra weight, an extra weight to try to show people that Christians aren't like, like not, not all of them are. And, and actually like, it's not about political affiliation. It's not, it's literally about for me being the hands and feet of Jesus and showing people that they're worthy of love and seeing them and then freeing them in some way, shape or form. And that is it. Like if I can represent, and I tell people this all the time, this is how uncomplicated we can, we can kind of make it. There's this thing called the fruit of the spirit that I try to live by. And these are them 
Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you don't see that, then don't pick that person to follow as far if, if they're going to call themselves a Christ follower. If they've got all those other things and they're trying their hardest to live those things out, then I think that's a safe space. But listen, I was burned in 2020. I left the church in 2020. Like I literally was burned by evangelical America. Why? Because they used to invite me to speak on their stages. And then I started to speak on racism. I started to speak on justice. And guess what? I got uninvited. Mm. I got uninvited. And so that wounded me. And so like, you know, there's been a lot of stuff even in my heart, but I'm trying my hardest to be a shining example of what somebody that follows Christ uh, can actually be. And that's somebody that is accepting, uh, that is loving of all people. And that literally just wants to sit at a table with as many different people, with as many different perspectives and faiths. I got Muslims, I got atheists, yeah. I got, you know, Hindus, I got all sorts of people that follow me. They know that I love Jesus, but they also know that I'm not going to shove it down their throat. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. So, I mean, honestly, religion is the best place to to apply. I, I don't stand with issues. I walk with people. And it, it, look, my dad was a pastor and yeah. um, I grew up in a church and I saw divisiveness then yeah. it's still now i know that people it does seem hopeless right like christianity yeah. has been leveraged and, and uh, like kind of annexed by some like particular part of this world but it doesn't have to be it, there's always been arguments about christianity do you know why because the bible is is an art of interpretation even the yes. actual creation of the bible you know, yep. the, in the Council of Nicaea was a bunch of people sitting around deciding what they wanted to make into canon. Totally. And so it, I mean, people killed for the, for the Bible for years. So it, yeah. it makes me like, that gives me a little bit of hope just looking back at how crappy it used to be and say like, we're just having some political divisive yes. issues and we can correct this. Yes. Yes. But people that, you know, and I get it. Sometimes it's like, this guy is falling. We've never been as divided as we are right now. And I'm like, <laughs> Actually, like, have you read any the Crusades? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, th there's not heads being chopped off and swords like coming down my uh, neighborhood here in South Nashville because of what? Yeah, it's it's not as bad as it was, and we actually can, I think, make things better. Uh, yes, we had a blip, uh, we had a hiccup, and listen, I'm 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 straight up where I want to be. Maybe I'm the guy that helps, you know helps course correct it a little bit because my dad was a pastor too, you know, and, and I know, um, you know, just thinking about my dad, like the, the good work that he did and how, and how it, you know, it, I think there's just some purity that has been lost in it, you know, and I'm just trying to bring that back. Yeah. So. And I think that, um, so Penn's dad passed after a battle with dementia this summer yeah. and he, was a very, um, he was the type of pastor that my butt would have been in the front seat every week. But and yeah. he was uh, he was so far ahead of the time in terms of inclusiveness uh, and and he you were talking about like what would Jesus do like those he did yeah. all those things and put it on the people in the pews like if he had Instagram yes. he would be he would be the person <laughs> going to Waffle House every weekend handing out tons of cash yeah I no it. It, but I just feel like now when you say oh i'm going to church or i'm a christian people bristle mm. almost yeah and yep. it's I, and i don't i don't know what the solve is for that it, yeah I, don't. I mean the solution is i i should ask carlos because he knows more about it but i think one one thing is just some perspective right like yep. there, there have been disagreements before there yep. will be disagreements in the future the bible is not going anywhere and, yep. and, and churches aren't going anywhere and they do evolve. 
right? Uh-huh. Like there, I mean, th- there are there are churches who have changed their entire affiliation just because they've realized that as a group, like the the the, the governing body, because there are politics in church, the governing body yep. has gone way too far in this direction. We're going to go in this direction. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, it's true. And and understanding that you know churches are run by humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Human, humans like like uh, the, the second I'm if I'm looking for the perfect church and I walk in. The second I walk in, it's not perfect anymore because like I'm, I'm bringing <laughs> my you're there. <laughs> right. Cause I'm there and I'm just like, so it's, it's never going to be perfect. It was never supposed to be perfect. Uh, but it, I, I do agree that there's some evolution happening and it will continue, you know, and it is always going to be around, um, because, uh, I mean, it just, it always has been, you know, and I don't know, like, like I'm, I, I am not pessimistic on it. Like I, you know, I, I do tell people I run camera five at my church. There's some things in my church that drives me freaking crazy, but I, I know that I'm loved there and I have an opportunity to love other people there and, and, and my kids love to go there and, and I'm, I'm better off for being there. And so for me, it's for me, it's, I'm, I'm not saying it's for everybody, but it, it is for me. And I just think again, to have this platform and to let people know that you belong here, even if you don't believe what I believe, even in my book, how to human. I say it, I think maybe chapter two. Listen, like I talk about Jesus in this book. I believe in Jesus in a certain way that he's God, all these things. You can just believe in Jesus like you believe in Mother Teresa, like he was just a historical figure. And he still kind of wins the human of the century millennial award. Yeah. So so we're just, we're just going to use him as our guide in this journey. No, and I love the way you approach that. And it's very approachable and it feels very safe for this time. Yeah which is what we need. And yeah, this is giving me hope. And I, I do know that I have to, I, I, in many of the relationships I have, I have to b- make the first move, which is somebody yeah. who holds grudges is not, it's not my favorite, but I will do that right. because we're friends <laughs> and no, I crack open my icy heart. Okay. Very serious yeah. question. What is your go-to karaoke song? Two of them. Yeah, I knew okay. there was going to be more than one. Okay. He's too yeah, good. He's too good. Not, too good. Uh, the first one is... Um, oh, really? So, La Bamba every single time. You don't need the screen either, do you? No. Oh, bro, I don't need no screen. Okay. You know, the, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And then the place always goes nice. And then the second one, the okay. second one may, is going to be a lot less familiar, but it's... To the beat and the rhythm of the night, <laughs> I dance until the morning it's light. Like Forget fun. about the worries on your mind. You, you can, can leave them all behind. Elder Bard. Elder Bard. Oh, it's Elder Bard. Sorry, excuse me. Barge. You know, I, I just I listen. That was like for me. That was like I don't know. I think it was I ninth that. grade. There was a movie that came out called The Last Dragon. Yeah, it was like the Bruce Leroy. Dude, it was, it was awesome. Like, it was, oh, the, it was the, freaking amazing. Yeah, uh, and, it was. It, it was. It, there was a lot of weird neon special effects yes, once he became yes, the dragon. Effects. Yes, it was so good. Show you up guys were living guy. parallel lives. Who was the Who was the love interest? The girl. She was so cute. It, it was yes. No, she was gorgeous. Like like I was like super crushed on her. Yes, uh, I'm like that's my main yeah, memory. Is the in my locker. I I, I I her names. It was when her name was like kind of like those one word names. You know, it was like you know uh, googling uh, currently. So so this is I the am. device that finds out answers. I know. It's, it's yes. telling us. All. Remember we said that we know too much. We know too much, um, Pen. We know too. Much. Okay, that's there. She is. What's her name? The Last Dragon Woman, um, who is the female in The Last Dragon? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Who's she? Kelly Marie Tran? Does that seem okay? Right? But what was her name? Wait, the, no, no, no. This is wrong. This wrong. is a this is a remake because Aquafina is oh. in this. No, that's no. The Last no. Dragon is like a Disney movie. Or a, no, 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 no. This no, was like a nineteen eighties. No, it had synth music. Yeah, here it is. I got her. I got it. I got it. Cast. Oh my gosh, I see her right now. 
Uh, vanity was her it was name. vanity. It was vanity. So she's if like I she's famous. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. Yeah. Thank vanity you, God. Was it was. Name. I was gonna say Apollonia, but I thought I was gonna get it wrong. It was, it was like somewhere around there. Apollonia was, was purple was, rain. Yes. Yes. I got it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So all of that to say, that's my. That's my. You're, uh, look out the street now. The party's just. Oh my beginning. gosh! And I'm like, I mean, you feeling it, right? No. I mean, let's totally. go. Let's get the Congo. So Elda Barge went on like a crazy '80s movie soundtrack. He was like the Kenny Loggins of because he did. Yes. Uh, he did. Who's Johnny? Who's Johnny? And <laughs> smiled in this special way. Johnny, she said. The, you know, I not know. a good movie. But good. Great soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, yes, man. I'm so freaking pumped for the rest of my day today because I'm I'm gonna put on Elder Bars on Spotify. Oh, oh my it. gosh, I love this. Well, I can't wait to go karaoke with you because Penn will hit yes, you when up you come with, to Nashville and hang out. I know, but I bet in Nashville there's not karaoke bars. You just actually have to play an instrument. You just show up yeah, with a guitar yeah. and your yeah. karaoke. Yeah, and then that, that's yeah. totally in Nashville. My, you you definitely. My, we went karaokeing right before New Year's and at this bar we always go to and Penn Penn oh. obviously is a very good singer and performer so it's like it, everything kind of is very good and then like real people get up and it's a little intimidating so these women invited him up to help and they were saying goodbye yeah. Earl. do you remember this yeah goodbye Earl he goes he goes oh uh, yeah I, I think I know this song he didn't even look at the screen yes and he knew every single word I didn't even know you knew every single word to goodbye Earl. it's a wonderful song yes it's, it's, it's a journey it's uh, if you're not familiar with it uh Carlos it's about murdering an abusive husband and dumping <laughs> oh. him in a lake <laughs> Earl um, had to die. That yeah. One? Yes. No, no, no. It's a wonderful nah, nah, song. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. really good. It slays in karaoke. It's, especially if a dude's awesome. singing it. Especially if a dude is taking it. <laughs> anyway, so before we let you go, yeah. where are people? Obviously, Instagram. So just give us give sure. us where people can find yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm on I'm on Instagram most of the time at L O S W H I T Low Switz. Same thing on Twitter, but I always tell people like Instagram and Twitter, like, don't follow me on Twitter if you just want Instagram, Carlos, because it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like, I go to, I go to Twitter to complain, and I go to Instagram to love, right? And so, like, those are, <laughs> those are, those are the fun places that I uh, hang out. And uh, yeah, I got a website, but I don't even know if I've even ever been to my website. So. Do you remember the name of your website? It's maybe my name with two T's, CarlosWhitaker.com. Okay, maybe my name. <laughs> the people who designed and put your website in it are like yes. currently loading all your books on there. They're like, you. Don't oh, that is true. I, you can pre-order my book on or on or I don't know when this comes. Out, but you can order my book on my website too. It, so. It'll be live, I think, yes. hopefully. And and just again, I want to say this again because I'm not used to Whitaker having two T's. Whitaker has uh, yeah. two T's. People, two T's, very important. Yes. There's only a few of us uh, two on in the two T tribe. So when you see a two T, you just know I'm probably related to them. <laughs> Okay. Now, I'm, now I want to watch the facts of life. Okay, we got to get off. Okay, so you take the good, um, you take the bad, you take, take the, the of it, you have the facts of life. Because of two T, get it. No? Yeah, Tootie. Thank okay, you. That okay, was good. Like he got a it. musical dad yeah. joke. Yeah. Um, He's tracking. Anyway, thanks so much for being here. You guys are amazing. Thanks for hanging out and thanks for asking these very important questions because I, I feel like you know we it's it's just time. It's time to it's time to be like no, no let's do this on purpose. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.